I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Basketball podcast time. Novelty basketball podcast time. Paul, how are you? Good. It's not novelty. Nothing novelty about this. Or how would you describe our podcast? Uh, Award-winning... We haven't won Fast an award. Podcast. We haven't won an award. I gave us an award. What award did we win? Best podcast. <laughs> in basketball? No, overall, in 2017. How come I didn't know we won the award? Uh, it was pretty hush-hush. <laughs> it was time uh, for the award-winning best podcast in 2017. Were we making this podcast in 2017? Uh, we're at least talking about it. <laughs> And it already was getting um, award awards just through. Well, word actually, of mouth. It was, since then we haven't. Like last year, we failed to get a nomination, and this year we've also failed to get a nomination. Okay, so we've got. So since we started recording the podcast, we've actually become less popular and less award winning. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome to the award winning podcast um, brackets 2017. This is Advanced Analytics. <laughs> Now, it's well known the best part of our show is the advanced, uh, in, in the Magic Mayhem jingle will be coming up later in the show. I've mm-hmm. got a controversial take. What if we made that the main jingle of the podcast? Promoted it. Yeah. Well, well it's not a, really. It's, I think that's a demotion for yeah. the Magic Mayhem. <laughs> I just realized you, you stuffed that up, eh? Yeah, de- demoted it to being the main jingle of the podcast. Well, just because it's a really good jingle, but it does mention some Magic players that don't even play for the Magic anymore. Or don't even play in the NBA anymore. (laughs) Shout out Aaron Aflalo. Where's Aaron Aflalo now? He's not in the league. Oh, do do you know what we need? We need a bit of where in the world is Tao Cephalosha. That's true, actually. I'm not. Uh, wait, he changed teams, but I'm not fully sure where he's gone. Maybe Houston. I think he's in Houston. Yeah. Oh, sh- yeah. Spoiler alert. Sorry, we'll get to it later. Hey, you'll find out where Tavo Cesarlosha is later in the podcast. But um, and, and we'll be finding it out right with you in real time. <laughs> when we Google where he's playing. Um, how's New York? Yeah, good. Um, I went to a game this week. I saw the Brooklyn Nets take on the New Orleans Pelicans. Any things of note happened during that game? Career high for Brandon Ingram, 40 points on like 100% shooting, it felt like. And um, also noteworthy was I, I was moving around a bit, trying to get as close as possible, and right at the end, with like 30 seconds to go, I got right down next to the Brooklyn um, uh, bench, and I held eye contact with during a timeout with Kevin Durant for quite some time. He was there in a suit, in like the baggiest suit jacket you've ever seen, and uh, we made eye contact. Do you think for, that's for quite long? Because NBA players like all have stylists and are, like super styly now, right? Do you think it's like a super on-trend baggy suit jacket, or do you? Think I couldn't figure it out. Honestly, I couldn't figure it out. I was like either yes. Or his frame is just so crazy and skeletal that whatever he wears is going to look like that from behind, kind of. Like, it's... Yeah. Contrary contrary to opinion, um, I think the skinnier you are, the better you look in a suit, I think. Yeah, but, like, what if you're, like, seven foot and you're, like... I think... A, a spider-like yeah, but, yeah, body. Yeah, but, but he... Um, uh, he could afford a tailor. Like he'll just get it made. I mean, that's difficult off the rack. But I guess you have to get it tailored if you're seven foot, regardless of how rich you are. But if you can yeah. afford the best tailors in New York City, like you could easily nail that. Um, mm. Yeah. I also interesting. Um, uh, well, it's not going to be that. It's going to be quite annoying because I don't actually have the name. But I, I found an Instagram the other day of the lady who makes custom builds beds for. 
NBA players. <laughs> what, her Instagram account? Yeah, yeah. Does and it, does uh, she have, so like, she's made bids for like Giannis and... Are they stretched out on the bed when she... Is... Yeah, yeah, they're sitting there kind of smiling. Like most of her posts are reposts from the players doing it. And I remember actually seeing her, I think Terrence Ross got a bid made by her and was like, shout out to uh, her for making this bid. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. The, the bids could... I would describe as incredibly tacky, but um, like they've got like big like velvet kind of um, headboards and yeah, but they're huge. It is weird, yeah, obviously. So so she custom makes this, I assume that was just size based, but you saying she just custom makes the the aesthetic of it? Yeah, she, well, she just makes a whole bed. Do you think she does it for Instagram like she does it free? Because, you know, a, a Giannis Antetokounmpo Instagram post is probably worth tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands. Yeah, possibly. Because well, it's, yeah, because they are um, posting it, but... And it would be pretty weird. I don't know. It's hard to tell, but I'd say almost definitely. But but at the same time, how many bids is she making? Is, is she like a company or is she just hand-making them herself? In which case, mm. I mean, she can't be affording to giving out... If she's making five NBA bids a year, that's her whole year, and she's made zero dollars. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's just a passionate side project. And as long as the players fund, like, all the, you know, the bills, they're like, you know, I'll pay whatever... What, she's passionate about making massive NBA bids? Yeah. That doesn't sound plausible. Um, are you watching? Are you watching more basketball, or less basketball when you're in New York? Like on on. I was TV watching. I was already watching a lot. Um, obviously, here the games are at nighttime, opposed to the middle of the day in New Zealand. Do you think that's better or worse? Because I think that's worse. It might be worse. Yeah, it might be worse because at first I thought better, but I mean I was. I'm already not getting anything done during the day. Yeah. And now my nights are taken up with up NBA basketball. basketball. <laughs> yeah. It's a nightmare. But um, no, because NBA is quite a good thing to watch while you're at work or while you're driving the car. Or not watch, listen to it while you're driving the car. You can switch the... the okay, sometimes I watch... Okay, I'm not going to... I'm going to stop doing that habit. You've got a driverless car. I've got a driverless car. That's what we know for a fact. Okay. Mm. Well, when you stop... To, in Auckland, you don't move very fast. If you're sitting in traffic... I think it's okay to have a game. No, actually, it's not. I've, I regret saying that out loud. Um, from now on, I'm listening to the radio stream on the app only. That's that's effed up. Um, do, so, so you're you're really because my point is in New York, there's so much to do. In New Zealand, there's not a lot to do. Like I was like mm. getting excited about a Nick Kroll show that's coming in January, which is months and months away. Mm. You know, in New York, every yeah. night there's a million things to do. I assumed the NBA oh, yeah. passion would fall away. Like if I want to see Nick Kroll tonight, I would just like Google. Like where's Nick Kroll on tonight? Yeah, and find it, and like it'll be ten minutes away. You I'm might sure. have to break into his house, but it'll be worth it. No, it'll be on somewhere. Have you have you That's gone to any, about New York? Besides they, Harry, they call it the city that never sleeps, but it's also the city that has a Nick Kroll show every night. <laughs> it does sleep though. Like I don't know. I was saying this just last night. So often, it'll be late at night, and I want some sort of ice cream or some sort of delicious dessert and nothing's open I'm like this is a lie but you're, you're in a residential neighborhood as well but like mm. the point I think the point is you can if you want to do something any time of night you can do it you just might have to go to a different part and of you might have to break in New York City it does I, I call it the, the city that stays up quite late that's what it yeah, is yeah I think that's better like, last night though I um, we journeyed to try and get there's a chain here called Dairy Queen, or DQ for short. That's embarrassing. And I wanted to go and, and try one of their famous blizzards, which is like an ice cream treat Sort that your you can life hold. out. And their main um, advertising point is that you can hold it upside down and it won't fall out of the cup. That's disgusting. Uh, Why would you want that? Well, I went to find out. And we got there and the woman was like... And as we got there, we were like, they're definitely... We just had a feeling like they're, they're going to tell us they're closing half an hour early or something. And then as soon as we got there, like the woman was putting up chairs and she, we were like, are you open? And she was like, we're open, but the ice cream machine is broken. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Like that's this. like going to um, the fruit store and they're like, uh, yeah, we're open, but uh, yeah, we sold out of fruit. 
but um, <laughs> the we, fruit we can sell you some burgers because that's what they were trying to sell us. Like they have like burgers here as well, I guess. Oh, a that's, a, that's a shame. Where do you have to go out in New York City to get Dairy Queen? Do you go to New Jersey? Or oh no, no, like a like a ten minute walk. But uh, still, um, you got to go watch the Knicks, man. Speaking of great comedy, um, they have like three. You know how like you hear of like small ball and. Um, mm. Like, you know, like you, you run like four guards in a big or something like that. The Knicks are running like three, four power forwards, you know, as we all dreamed of. Plus RJ, mm. who is like quite quite a big, he doesn't really seem suited to point guard. Like I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be a two guard, um, but he's playing point guard. And then, so so RJ like awkwardly dribbles it up where he, he's clearly not super comfortable. Or maybe they're trying to force him to become point guard, I don't know. And then he passes to the wing, who's a power forward, who does a screen and roll with another power forward. And then he goes off the screen and roll and kicks to the corner for um, another power forward who's there to shoot the three. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine if they'd got some positional players who are actually good at doing this as opposed to... Um, it's yeah. positionless basketball, man. Yeah, with all the it's wrong the sorts of players. It's, it's uh, uh, yeah, pretty amazing. But um, shout out to Marcus Morris for averaging like 100 points a game. Yeah, so oh, that's what I want to bring up when you talked about um, uh, Brandon Ingram scoring 40 points. I don't know like, if points per game from this era is going to count because, you know, good players, you know, your Trey Young types, if he scores less than 30, it's like a, almost like a bad shooting night, you know. Mm. And um, there's just crazy people. Um, who's, that, who's the white guy for the um, Celtics? Um, who looks Gordon like Sonic Hayward? the Hedgehog? Yeah, um, Gordon Hayward... He he put up He's thirty bad. plus, scoring sixteen in a row. Don't get me wrong; that was like example of a of a of a player, a good shooter in the past getting hot. But um, Eric Paschal or whatever the goal, the the um, yeah, this crazy. He scored thirty five points. Yeah, man, a rookie for. I mean, I know someone's got to score the points, but because they're playing at such a high pace, do you see that? Um, but not even a high pick rookie. Like he's pretty low. But um, shout out to Devonte Graham. Uh, he's averaging 17.3 points per game, sophomore for the Charlotte Hornets. But like that, no one had heard of. But like 10 years ago, that's like that's like averaging seven points a game. Like the the way the NBA has changed. So Houston Rockets played. I mean, probably everyone knows about this. I just typed in Houston's. Houston Rockets um, played the Washington Wizards. Do you do you do you hear about that game? Yes, that was the one where they scored like. 200 points. Each. 159 to 158. That was more than last year's All-Star game. Okay. 159, mm. 158. And afterwards, James Harden said um, credit to our defense. Yeah. The Wizards scored and, and supposedly was not points. doing a joke. No, 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 no. No, he he was right in the in the last 3 or 4 minutes, the Rockets got the stops. <laughs> Finally, that that caused them to win the game. But you're playing the Wizards. That, that's that's an interesting thing. Like like you're like um, Gordon. Yeah, he scored um, he scored 35, but he also scored it against the Cavs, who are like one of probably one of the worst NBA teams and one of the worst NBA defenses. With you mm. know, there's a few teams out there. Pelicans are another one. There's a few teams that just play zero defense and have no. I guess I guess at least the Cavs have um, Tristan Thompson, but like these teams are just getting scored upon at will. And for the Rockets to give mm. out 158 versus the Wizards already makes you think mean, they're not the, going to be reason, contenders. The, the reason I wasn't watching that game was because I was watching uh, the Orlando Magic take on the New York Knicks, mm. uh, and the score in that game ended up being like 37. 32. Well, the, <laughs> it was crazy. The magic, um, the magic are probably an exception to that rule, but um, right now um, it's time to. We'll get that to that soon. I almost did a segue there. Damn it! Right now it's time for the week in review. Week in review. Um, so I just want to talk about bloody Kawhi resting tonight. Okay. You heard about? You seem surprised. It's the big story of the day, isn't it? Um. I- I didn't think so, for, but for, let's for, hear it. No, 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 no. It's, Can't it's, wait to hear it's it. It's the number one story on ESPN. It's the number one story on NBA Reddit. Like he rests like all the time, doesn't he? No, no, oh, no, no. Sorry. Okay. The backstory is that he's. It's 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 the um the Clippers versus the Bucks, Giannis mm. versus Kawhi rematch from I guess like last year's playoffs, but also just like it's literally the biggest game of the last two weeks. Like it's the game like. I've been waiting for every everyone who talks about basketball has been prepping this game for like a week at least. And yeah, on the day, Kwai, well, it sounds like you didn't even know what was happening. 
Well, no, unless the magic involves, I'm not. So I'm not getting hyped. For you're it. right, though. This is the hard thing about this podcast because, like, I will, I come into this thinking, what are we going to talk about, and thinking, great, we'll talk about what a shock this is, and then I will go, what's well, actually not that much of a shock because I watched the Raptors last year, and but unfortunately, you come out straight away and go, I haven't even heard of that, so you immediately <laughs> um, <laughs> debunk like any chance of me. Like, you, there's no resistance there. Is my point. But here comes my bombshell. I'm what was not the player surpri- who's sitting out? <laughs> Kwai. Surname? Leonard. <laughs> Leonard. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So he, um, like last year, he set out, because um, I was excited for Raptors Bucks last year, obviously. It was, mm. everyone was predicting the Eastern Conference Finals, which it was. And he set out, I think, the first two of that four game series in the, uh, in mm. the regular season. And I was trying to, I couldn't find the game logs. Uh, yeah, that's how good I am, but it was, it was three minutes before the podcast was starting. Mm. And then I'm pretty sure that the next, the third game um, and fourth game, Giannis sat out with injury because the Bucks at that point locked up the one seed. And then they decided that if, if the Raptors could play mind games like that by sitting out their best players, then they would do that too. Um, yeah. So Kawhi literally, I, people were saying the Raptors started this or whatever, and maybe they did, I'm not sure. But I reckon this is just Kawhi's idea. Like He's like, hey, I can play Giannis, but I want to keep myself away from him so he can't warm up you know we don't want to play him without Paul George because if they win they'll get they won't be afraid of us kind of thing I think he wants to keep the psychological fear factor and judging by last year that he has that and it works yeah which also like like, gives them less of a chance to kind of feel them out before if they were to meet that's what I mean like Kawhi is like mythical to the Bucks after you know the Raptors swept them in four games after losing the first two last mm. year, where they just like they had their number, they figured them out. To be fair though, they might have swept them in four games without losing those first two. Had Kawhi played in the regular season, because they also don't get to figure out the Bucks. But um, I, I I think it's it's Kawhi's strategy, and he he tells the coaches when he's sitting out, and then they you know they plot it together because mm. it, it, yeah he just he he, he reckons. Burke was furious. Yeah, she was saying sit out against Portland. Well, here's the solution because I've got it right. And it's, it's problematic, but what you need to do is you need to ring fence the, the important games and say, these are big games, national TV, and also um, that everyone's excited for. Obviously, Kawhi versus Giannis, two of the best teams. You can't sit out that game. Sit out against your last game or whatever you last played against the Suns. Um, he played mm. that. They lost anyway. Um, you know, like, the NBA needs to force Kawhi to not sit out games. Now, can you see the problem with this, this strategy? And uh, what if he is hurt? Yeah, or he'll just say a genuine injury. Like, he'll just he'll just mm. be like, oh, well, that's uh, oh, I'd love to play, guys, against the Bucks, but unfortunately I have a knee um, extension. Is that an injury? Don't know. Um, so now... Hyperextension? You, ne- you need, like, a Gestapo-style, like... It's probably not okay to joke about the Gestapo, eh? But you need, like, a, an NBA secret police of super doctors... Who not mm-hmm. only like like have badges and like kick down the door and do like emergency like um, injury, you know they'll come to the training facility and if Kawhi's there just like training as normal and then you see you hear he's injured for the game, you know you're really suspicious, you know yeah. so to make make sure that if Kawhi is going to do this that he's you know not he's not training like he's not he can't be doing it on the treadmill today if yeah. he is if he oh I guess oh, shivers I guess because what about this what if you're injured they come in they. They, they're like, if you are injured, we'll injure you further. <laughs> if you got, one and so if you're not knee. injured, you're going to become injured. <laughs> so, what I'm suggesting is just physical threats. So, but okay, what if you are injured though? They still go through. With the yeah, problems. well then, but then you're like, they're just compounding the problem. Like now you've also got a broken left leg <laughs> <laughs> to go with your sprain. I think that's a, quite a good idea. Yeah. I, I can't see. So if, it, it'll definitely mean guys are playing hurt more often, but, but also like they'll, they'll probably play, but they won't. The coaches will bench them. Yeah, it yeah, is. I it guess. is quite a good protest from the NBA players. Going, everyone is saying now. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know how hard it is. I know MJ played eighty-two games or whatever he did, but the NBA season, most people are saying, is long. Kawhi reckons he couldn't have played last year without resting. I bet there's. There's players now, like I bet LeBron, who's trying to play till he's 40. And don't get me wrong, he's had a great career and very few injuries. 
But now that he's, you know, he, his career is just round for injury, I bet he wish he did this early in his career. Every player is going to want to do this if it's an option because the NBA season's so crazy long and largely meaningless. Like, yeah, well, yeah. I feel like every, like, you know, anyone working a job, it's like, you know, if you're just in an office, hmm. it's like just take every second day off and be like, I guess they don't get paid by the year. Yeah, no, no. Do NBA players don't get paid by the year, do they either? They get games. I don't know. How does no, it work? No, no, yeah. NBA player gets paid if they're injured, and in his injury, in his uh, mm. contract, he'll have. I get paid if I sit out due to rest. Like it's obviously yeah, agreed yeah. between him and the team. It would create a lot of tension if he didn't. Anyway. In a job, well, he, okay, that's a good point, Paul. In a normal job, what you do is you get um, sick days. So you've yeah. got a designated amount that you're allowed, and if you go over that, then it starts costing you money. And it's really, mm. I got friends with kids, and they're like, the kids, we don't get sick. The kids make us sick. And then, or, no, no, oh, no, oh, sorry, that's not right how it happens. I got it wrong instantly. The kids get sick. They can't get a babysitter because babysitters are weirdly really hard to get. Well, it's not weirdly. It's like it's hard to find people to trust to look after your kids. Babysitters mm-hmm. are hard to get. So the kids are sick. So they have to stay home. They miss work. They take a sick day for the kids. And then all their sick days are used up because of their kids. And then they're doomed. Um, and then it starts costing them money and causing them problems at work. Mm. And if they get sick, then they're, they're, they're genuinely sick, but they've got no sick days left. It's quite, it's quite it's hard out there mm. for parents. If you, if you are very healthy, though, with no kids, then it makes sense to, yeah. like Kawhi, use your sick days on the office equivalent of playing Giannis, you know? Yeah. So whenever you know it's like going to be like a bad day. <laughs> What's an office Giannis equivalent is coming into the office? of playing Giannis? Is it like the day the, um, the big boss manages? Yeah, I don't know. You just like, they're like, Make sure everyone's in here on Thursday because it's going to be crazy and <laughs> stressful and we need all hands on deck. And then you're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, this seems like okay, um, a reason why no one's Okay, so that was your no big story of, of the week. Yeah. I just thought this up then while I was listening to you talk about that. Yeah. So my big story of the week is this movie came out. I haven't seen it. I believe it's called Inside Game. And it's what? about the... Here's the thing. I go to the movies a lot. I have a subscription where I can go to three movies a week for free. What? I pay a monthly subscription. It's actually incredible. AMC, one of the main theater channels. Does it have to be off-peak or something? No. It can be anything. What? Um, Except for, like, the odd, like... Premiere. Special, like, um, like, event thing, you know? But, like, I can just go to any movie. It's crazy. It costs $23 a month. It sounds like this is sponsored, but it's not. And when a usual ticket costs about $17... There's no way we would have sponsorship. Yes. But now people are like, did they get AMC to sponsor them? Yeah. Which would be impressive. I always thought it was for AMC because of the logo. Anyway, a film has come out, and it's called Inside Game, and it's about the NBA referee betting scandal. Yeah. Remember that, Tim Donahue? Key or Donahue, I, I don't. I don't actually remember it. Like I just, I just somehow. Like what year Here's was the that? Thing. The big story. It's kind of been silenced, I think, because I also, an avid NBA fan, know nothing about it. Have hardly ever read about it. You think it would be like one of the main things I know about? Yeah. The film has come out. I never saw a trailer. It's by a complete luck that I even know it's out. Like I can't remember how I saw. Maybe overheard someone on the street talking about it. Yeah. But there's literally no marketing for this film. Yeah. I Googled it yesterday to be like, what is this film? It doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Wow. How is this movie that's in like a mainstream theater, like not even a Wikipedia page? Yeah. Um, it's also, it also had bad review. It had like 33% on um, Rotten Tomatoes. And I, when I tried to click on it, it keeps saying, like, website not found. Like, the website, like, Ron Tomatoes was not working to let me get there. <laughs> okay. Here's my theory I just thought up then. I've pieced it all together. The NBA is silencing this film. The Ron Tomatoes page of this film. No, because they're also somehow, they've somehow silenced it from any sort of marketing or trailer. Uh, I think I watched the trailer online, and it looks like the film has the, the rights to the courts of the NBA. But it can't use uniforms because it looks like they're playing in like weird like. What training do you mean the rights Celtics, to the courts? Like, well, like in the footage, you see the Miami Heat court, and it looks like the Miami Heat court. 
But then when you see players playing, they're wearing like these weird off-brand, um, like just green uniforms that might say like that's Boston. That's so Ramona. weird. I want. Yeah, that's so weird. Okay, it's very weird. My new theory: it's being silenced by the NBA. I'm going to watch the film, and next week I might report back on it. So people are saying that it's embellished on Ron Tomatoes. Their Ron Tomatoes page is back up. The NBA can silence it no more. What's funny is that I thought I assumed it'd be a documentary. I was like, great, can't wait to watch it. But obviously, it's live hard, action. It's hard to make a do- yeah. It's hard to make a documentary when obviously the NBA is going to give you none of the footage. Although, sorry, I just said live action, like um, like it was just an animated film. It's not yeah. animated. Yeah. yeah, live action and scripted drama. S- scripted drama because I can't imagine people are that excited about the NBA betting scandal. I mean. Your conspiracy theory stands up a little bit, but like at the same time, it's just maybe. Well, it's just like what are some of the re- on Rotten Tomato? Who are the reviews from? Are they? Do they sound like real newspapers? LA Times like... likes it. Sorry. Yeah, man. see, they won't be silenced. Movie Nation doesn't like it. Simonlog doesn't like it. Capital Times. Yeah, if we look up Movie Nation, I bet we'll find it's like a branch of like the. NBA TV network or something. Daniel Solzman from Solzy at the Movies writes, mm-hmm. the events that transpire in Inside Game are better told as a documentary. Thank you. Did you say thank you? No, I, no, I said thank you, Solzy at the Movies, oh. for agreeing with me. Okay. I thought it was like, end of review. Thank you for your time. Okay. Um, oh, that's very interesting. Good Inside Game. I really wish you had a review. You've got to go now with one of your three tickets. And, yeah. um, uh, yeah, tell us more. We, okay. should, we should get regular poor movie reviews. They don't have to be NBA-based. Into the pod, I reckon. Yeah, I could do a review. You got a shit ton right of now. movies. Um, what movie do you want? Uh, I'd Joker? Be, I'd be interested to hear Joker. I haven't even seen Joker. Or um... Okay, Joker. It's time for movie <laughs> reviews mean, with Paul. I didn't mean right now. No, we're doing it. Okay. Joker. Trash-ass film. Next. <laughs> now, nah, um, I thought... Here's the thing. I really did not like this film. Uh, I thought it was... It, to me, it felt like a film that I may have once made, but like when I was maybe 18, it felt like it was made by maybe 18-year-olds um, trying to make like a kind of powerful yeah. retelling of how the Joker came to be. And there's one scene, my favorite scene is a scene where this isn't really a spoiler because it's like just a, a scene in the first half of the film where he gets beaten up on a subway by a drunk businessman who's there with his like him and his two friends are out for like a boys night on the town yeah. in their suits and while he's committing this random bashing he sings a word perfect rendition of Stephen Sondheim's musical theatre classic, Send in the Clowns, from A Little Night Music. Like, word, like, lyric perfect. Okay, so, wait, so the, is it the businessman singing this beautiful song, or is it... Yeah, while he's committing this random bash. Okay, because it's quite a low-tempo song. Like, I, I remember it being like, Send in the Clowns. Yeah. He, it's, it's the feeling when you love musical theatre, but also want to... Bash someone, but it's quite hard to like because bashing's fast, right? So he's like, "Send in the clowns!" Like, does he like punches them? Yeah, well, I think he's like, yeah, it's pretty slow-paced bashing, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, I think trash-ass film. I really didn't like it. Um, Yeah, I don't. I know. I know people who did. So I apologize if you're listening to this and you liked it. Fuck him. But really, (laughs) whoa! Do we swear on the podcast? Yeah, we do now. I feel passionate about it. Um, just people who are really into the Joker character make me depressed. Yeah. Like, I read it. If you get a I Joker just, tattoo, where's your I life a, at? And if you've got a tattoo right now and I want to risk offending you, you got to get that covered up, hey? I had a. I don't want to just read someone's tweet out on the podcast, but. Do it. It was, it was my tweet of the week, maybe, on Halloween. Someone just tweeted, uh, I gave it a favorite, and they said, uh, just had my first Joker of the night. I told him he could take two pieces of candy, but instead he grabbed three and then ran away telling his friends, go, go, go. <laughs> I thought it was funny, just a funny image. Go, go, go. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he, really, uh, he really went method. That was, and- a bloody good, uh, that was a bloody good review. 
Um, normally, when I, I hate when basketball podcasts go on tangents, not about basketball, because they're like basketball experts. Zach Lowe is great talking about basketball. He's terrible talking about his personal life and movies. With us, I think it's the other way. I think people get annoyed when we start talking about basketball again, because you're like... Yeah, the only thing we know about is stuff outside of basketball, and then we talk about basketball. People are like, "Oh God, mm. here we go." I also uh, I feel bad to start with a movie review that a, mo- a film that I didn't like because, truth be told, I love every most film. movies. Yeah, yeah. Shocking I saw Maleficent films. two. That film was fire. You're like, bro, you've got to check out Paddington two. Yeah, that's one of the greatest films of all time. Is that you it, genuinely believe that? Eh, Paddington two. Okay, for those listeners, Paddington Two is one of the greatest films of all time. So good. Review that. And next Paddington, week, Paddington One is also really good. But I, I think Paddington Two is better. Can you watch Paddington Two without seeing Paddington One? I saw Paddington Two before I saw Paddington One, and then I watched Paddington One the next night. Wow. Yeah. Um, I got to check that out. But right now, I got to check out the NBA surprises. We don't have music here. That's what I'm saying. We've got to change the sting setup. Paul, what's your biggest surprise? From the 2019 season so far, or one of them? My biggest surprises are as follows. Maybe the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I love winning it. games. Yeah. New coach. Maybe, they got a point sadly, guard. They got together. Sadly, the Orlando Magic losing games. Oh, well, that's not a surprise. That's just as expected. Not no. No, save 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 Magic Mayhem then. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not going into it. So happy for Suns fans. They've got a terrible owner, and they don't really deserve the success, especially with their. Um, there's been a second PED um, banning, yeah. right? Um, John Collins. Yeah, we were really to really that. interesting that the NBA is starting to make a stand on PEDs for the first mm. time since banning Hedo took. Well, those seem to only be targeting second year. Yes. Big men, or John Collins might be third year. So my yeah. theory. My theorem is that mm. they obviously are like older guys, more mature guys. I'm going to come out and say it. LeBron. We're LeBron mm. haters on this podcast. I love LeBron. I think he's um, one of the most talented NBA players of all time and one of the greatest of all time. And But I do think it's a bit suspicious in players from his era. Everyone was doing it, so I guess it's... Actually, I don't use that excuse for Lance Armstrong. But the point is... Um, actually, I don't know what my point is. Actually, I'm t- really turning on LeBron here accidentally. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to bash on him. But like, anyway, they can't ban the players who have gone before. They can't ban Kobe Bryant because you'll just destroy his legacy, but you'll also destroy the NBA's legacy. Like they are in tr- LeBron is the NBA. Le- le- the NBA is him. You can't take down Dwayne Wade, for example, right? So mm-hmm. they've got to stop the PDs because they're worried they'll have a baseball like falling out where you, you know like a ton of your fan base just goes away because the sport becomes a joke. Or Tour de France is the same, right? So what they need mm-hmm. to do is they need to cut it out with the young players now and pretend only they're doing it, like it's some new yeah. TikTok trend, and then um, cut it out that way so future players coming into the NBA and stuff know that it's not and it's not tolerated mm. without without damaging the reputation of the players who've been doing it for the last twenty years or thirty mm. years. Yeah, I think that makes sense. See, and also, just like having a few fall guys makes it seem like you've got the whole thing under control when it's like, yeah. Okay, you've caught you caught two guys. Yeah, well, and it uh, seems it seems really really fishy. Like I, I mean, also love yeah. I love the ex- like the claims that you were like accidentally like that they're like both guys have been like oh it was in some supplement, but like the thing that DeAndre Ayton was taking was is a the thing that just makes you pee heaps. Yeah, like, you just you're not like you're not like um this year DeAndre Ayton is going to be working on his um, low post moves and his pissing. He's going to be pissing mm. hard. Like, actually, maybe. Okay, hear me out. When you're playing a basketball game or doing a comedy show, what's one of the most annoying things? Needing, Needing to, to go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom, right? Yeah. So if you did a massive... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bathroom break before the game. You'd be, mm. it's, you'd have an edge, a psychological edge over all your opponents. Also, here, 
what's one of the key? What are the key kind of athletic? Man, I just had a stroke. What are the key elements, athletic-wise, of playing basketball? Jumping, running. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's stepping. enough. That's enough. What? Dunking. Yes. Okay. What? Defensive say, slides. No, stop it. But all these things, right? Being, what's going to weigh you down? But being um, urine. Heavy shoes. No urine. Like a uniform that's like got a lot of sweat in it. Yeah, that as well. Maybe you've, you're wearing a weight training belt, but you've accidentally. I've already. I've seen the answer. It. I was looking for. But yeah, would a weight training belt weigh urine. you down though? It would. So yes, it would but, but right. people don't play in that generally. Yeah. Um, it'd be kind of cool though if a player did. If they were like, for the first half of the season, I'm gonna like handicap myself by wearing all these weights. <laughs> and, and in the half. second half of the season, I'm gonna be unleashed. Explode. And so their team's like losing horribly. Like they go like um, 41 and like 0 and 41, and then the second half they're just in way too deep. Do you know what? I think you've um, described the strategy of Nikola Jokic. Oh, we'll come to that soon. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. So I thought, I was like, okay, to let Aiden off the hook, maybe he was taking the masking agent to cover up weed. But then I was like, surely the NBA is still not, like back in the day, obviously, there's a bad history of like suspending players for weed and stuff like that because it was kind of mm. like racist in Portland or whatever, racist Portland police. That's what I heard anyway in the, in the, on the streets where I'm getting my information. Um, okay. Uh Surely they're not banning players for weed anymore because, oh, actually, because like... Well, isn't weed le- legal in a lot of the states? It's not, no. Oh, well, yeah, well, and, okay, so and, California and um, Denver, definitely, but like I'd say most of Here's my, qu- my theory question. If like a player for the Lakers got caught with it... yeah. Would they be suspended? Yeah, I think it, they will. I just realized that while it's legal, I think it's, NBA it, it's still... Susp- I, th- I think so. You think we'd Google this, but nah. You Google, nah. We, we, we're not that... We're not, we don't want lazy listeners. Like, if you want to find out, you Google it. You find it out. Send us an email. Mm. Guyandpaul at gmail.com. I haven't checked that email in like years. I'm sorry to the people who have sent through emails. I, ha- I am aware that emails have come through. I just... Uh, it's hard, you know, running a basketball podcast and remembering all the things. Um... Nuggets deserve a, a brief mention, and I think they're not a shock, and they've started okay. It's weird. How did Jokic get out of shape in between the Basel World Champs, where he was like pumping, and you know the NBA playoffs, Basel World Champs? He must have had like three weeks off and just gone yeah. hard. Yeah, I haven't really seen him, but is he looking bad? He's looking bad. He's playing bad. They just had. Um, I mean, contra- contrary to this narrative. They just had a good win over the Heat, who are not another one of the mm. surprises. But just weird start to the Nuggets in terms of I've never really rated them, but like this year I'm like, man, they've got about six players, and if one of them, you know, if Jokic becomes the actual MVP, he was close last year, or if Gary Harris comes right, or if um, uh, some of the other players whose names I can't remember right now, you know, blow up like they're expected to, then they're looking dangerous, mm. plus Michael Porter Jr. coming back. And right now, n- that none of them have taken a step back, and a few of them have taken... Uh, damn, I almost nailed that punchline. Well, it wasn't a punchline, just a dramatic point, like, from a broadcaster. Right now, none of them have taken a step forward, and in fact, a few of them have taken a step back. Cool. Um, Jimmy Butler um. joining the <laughs> Heat is genius. Yeah. Like... Because you were, you were opposed to it It was shocking. Like, and I'm still doing? angry that he left the... Because the 76ers with Jimmy Butler, mm. assuming they could have signed them and still had a, like, a couple of bench players, they mm. were NBA favorites, I reckon. Yeah, like, probably. Like a stacked Did, team. He, yeah. he came out and said something recently, like, you know, people don't know what... Like, it didn't work out. Yeah, obviously they had relationship mm. problems. But get through it, mm. Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy is not the... I don't... Yeah, can't you relate where you're like, have you ever been in just like a situation, a job or something where you just really don't like it and you're just like, I just don't like this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, happy yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, no, you got to get out. I feel you, but winning is grinning. He was one of the stars of the team. It wasn't like he was like, they're making him come off the bench. Like, no, no, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about just like the vibe. He didn't like the vibe. Maybe, you know, he just really hated Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris or something and and every day he'd show up and Ben Simmons would come up and be like, 
oh, g'day, Jimmy. And just, um, even though he's got an American accent, which is weird because he's lived there for like two years, um, you know, he'd come up and just annoy him. His dad is American. Yeah, I know, but like our mum's Canadian. And, yeah. And I feel like we sound pretty New Zealand. Yeah. That was, what's that about? About, oh man, sorry, I try to do comedy sometimes and it's just comedy so hard. Eh? Okay, other surprises. Yeah, no, just to stay on Jimmy surprise. Butler for two seconds. Your analogy was good, but I counter you with this. I don't like the Joker movie. I haven't even seen it, so I'm really, I'm really an asshole, aren't I? But um, I don't like Todd Phillips, the director, the Hangover guy. Seems, seems bad. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd enjoy being in the Joker. But if they go, guy, we're going to pay. I'm not even an actor, but if they go, guy, we're going to pay you five million dollars, and you're going to be the lead in the Joker as the actor, I reckon I'd put up with it for the chance to be, you know, like, to, you know, to be a, a well-known, famous comedian. You know, with millions of dollars, I think I'd. I, I think there was a price I'd, I'd be willing to pay. Assuming Todd Phillips yeah. has done nothing illegal and not, most of the allegations against him aren't true. I'm excited to see Joaquin Phoenix, uh, his career in comedy off the back of his performance <laughs> in Joker. Um, Is it funny? Nah, it's re- really the opposite. I'd say there's one funny bit. I'd it, say. It, 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 is the story that he um, doesn't do well in comedy, so he decides to start murdering people? I don't want to spoil it. Is the Batman in it? I don't want to spoil it. I don't it, want to but, watch it. Just spoil a little bit. Um, he's in it as a little kid, yeah. But oh. not as Batman. Oh. Just a young Bruce Wayne. Does he bully him? I'm not spoiling it. I'm going to spoil it. I haven't even seen it. I reckon the story is that he... Uh, he he, did, he didn't do good at comedy, and he got real bitter about it. And then Batman like said something slightly mean to him about his shoes or something like that when you're a kid. Do you ever worry that? Do you ever worry Not like a kid off. you were mean to, a kid you were mean to like when you were um twelve <laughs> will paint their face, become a supervillain, and come to murder you? I wasn't mean to anyone. You might have been. You might not have known it. No, I would have known. There was a guy I went to school with called Karen Gallagher Powell. And Peel mm-hmm. used to call him. He didn't, I don't even. Know, I don't know if he smelt. I don't know. But Peel called him Karen Smellagapal, and I possibly said that once, and probably regret saying. So if Karen, if you're listening, mate, I'm sorry. Please don't paint your face and become like a supervillain coming to murder me. Yeah. You know, like, I'm more worried that I'm the one who's going to paint my face <laughs> and get vengeance. Well, don't come for me. Oh, but you have wronged me many times on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, what's your other big surprises? Uh, big surprises. You had one on the ticket. You just said one before, and I interrupted you and went back to the um, Joker analogy. No, I think I was just saying the Heat were one of the surprises. Um, the Hornets not being terrible. They're pretty. They'll be terrible. A lot of these ones you don't know. Like yes. I don't know if the Heat are good. Like the Heat could. I do want to say this. I think people are getting way too. Like it's been seven games, six yeah. for some teams. Yeah. And teams, people are. A lot of people are already writing off the magic, for instance. Do you? Remember- and a lot of people are already locking the Phoenix Suns in as um, champions. Yeah, Suns could go down the toilet, but like it's just you got to celebrate the good start. Do you remember? Mm. I'm sure when the Lakers fired the tank commander Byron Scott, they hired Luke Walton, Walton from oh, the Champion man. Warriors. That's, yeah, I was going to bring him. People up. loved Luke Walton, right? I don't think people love him. No, 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 no. Back then, when he started with the Lakers, and they had a good start to the season with a garbage roster, and they were like playing hard defense and running the fast break. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when that was the case, people thought Luke Walton was good. I thought Luke Walton was yeah, good. Yeah, maybe. I- I'm he pretty also, sure. When he inherited the Warriors, when Steve Kerr was sick. Yeah. And people were like... He did better. Yeah, like they like didn't lose a game or something. But um, man, they got to fire him. What are they, what are they doing? It's such a shame. Obviously, Dick's... I guess they've, they've won two in a row. I think, but still, I I, I quite like your thought about the bad work environment because you just think yeah, everyone in the NBA is happy, and of course, like a toxic NBA workplace is probably common. And apparently, that's why yeah. they fired Yoga or what Yoga. And think how bad place. it would be. Like, imagine just like being in a horrible team where like everyone hates each other and you're losing, and then you've got to go on like road trips together. And like, sure, you you like they're not all bunking down and like um. YMCA's together yeah. in like shared four bunk rooms like you wouldn't hang out with them that much but you do, like you do have to be around but each other quite my a bit. theory is most people overlook these problems for two things large amounts of money which explains like mm-hmm. a lot of evil in the world and the Jeffrey Epstein um, saga but also 
like if you get a lot of money or get given a lot of money, like people will look past anything. I reckon that's a sad indictment of society. Not everyone. There is good people out there, but a lot of people are corruptible by money. I think. And also, man, that was too deep and serious. I sounded like a guy mm. who's going to do the next Joker. You sounded like the Joker. <laughs> um, and the other thing that corrupts people, I think, is like winning or success, a good situation, I reckon. Mm. Explains why it, um, Lehman Brothers or Goldman Sachs, Real, I'm basing both of my facts here on just movies I've seen, The Big Short and... Um, uh, bloody the Wolf of Wall Street, but you know, like there's, you know, like winning is grinning, and yeah, you might be like, this is horrible, and there's a lot of things here I don't agree with, but I'm going to stick with it, and I'm like assuming that a good NBA team, and maybe when they lost to the Raptors in a cr- crushing fashion, it all the house of cards fell apart, but I'm like, if you're winning, I reckon you'd tolerate it, and. Um, yeah, I've, I've actually been in those situations where I've been on Basel teams that are good and it's not until afterwards when we lose that I realise, oh man, that was actually horrible and we hated each other. And I've also, yeah, yeah. I've played on a Basel team for a year, the Wellington Saints, I can't remember what year, but like there was a really falling out between the players and the coach and the ownership and it was yeah. like an awful place to be for, for a year yeah. and um, real toxic and it, it was, I think it was mainly because we're losing and if we started winning, we would have been all good. Hmm. Well, is it just me, or is it getting crazier and crazier out there in the world? Yeah, I'm not sure. But that was no, that was a line from the Joker. Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think the internet is getting crazier and crazier, and maybe mm. it's um uh sensation not not sensationalizing, but radicalizing more and more people. I think. Yeah. Well, like I used to think my life was a tragedy. But now I'm realizing that it's a comedy. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, Joker. This sounds like me as well. Okay, we've got to, we've got to know. I used to say life's a joke feeling the vibes. Uh, maybe I was the joke was based, based on me and my depressing Yeah, I reckon he was. It books. was pretty funny when it, before when I was like, is it getting crazy out there? And you were like real sincere and were like, yeah, I think it's <laughs> like you, you were so excited to like talk about no, it. No, 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 um, no. It's, it's something I've been thinking about a lot recently, but there's, there's, there's more and more people who are buying into quite fanatical conspiracy theories and then if you think if you think that there's people out there who want to talk let's talk about abortion for a second they think that there's people out there who read on the internet that states like new york are passing laws saying you can abort babies up until the date of birth they think that babies imagine if you thought that hundreds of babies thousands of babies were getting murdered in your town every day or, mm. you know, in New York, where you are right now. Or in New Zealand, hundreds of babies are being murdered every day around the country. And you think it's getting worse and worse. You would be radicalized, right? Yeah. And, and like, there's more and more people. Like just a, do some Googling. Well, that's the problem. You do some Googling and you often get bad information, you know? You like, do some Googling of some facts. Some good facts. Okay. Um, what were we talking about before we start talking about abortion? Big surprises. Name... <laughs> um, uh, what about James Harden and Russell Westbrook getting ki- killed by the heat because they're playing an afternoon game on Sunday and they went out the night before and hit the piss clearly? Is that... Well, I didn't realize that was the theory. Well, it not the only fact that I've heard about it after a minor amount of Googling is that Westbrook was seen at the Hard Rock Casino at like 11 p.m. at night, which doesn't seem that late and seems mm. fine, especially when you're a basketball player and you can just sleep in and that is a, do a shoot. That is an underrated factor when it comes to like... You know, people always talk about the altitude in Denver yeah. or whatever, it, like the racist crowd in Utah or whatever their advantage is. Yeah. Um, but people, yeah, forget to talk about like the party towns and the advantage it kinda, of players. It, it kind of works because people often talk about it for mm. Los Angeles and Miami, but where it falls down is that people are New York, probably the greatest of them all, people are famous for playing really well. Uh, yeah, right. Or, or maybe they, 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 they stay in New York because they know that New York's tempting and they know they want to do well in the garden. Yeah, possibly. Also, they're playing um, a, a roster that has five power forwards on the court it, at the same time. We have a dis- In Orlando, we have a disadvantage because the players will go, go to Disney World the day before and they'll, they'll be in such good moods for the game. <laughs> They get to bed early. They, 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 they go home at 10 p.m. when the fireworks stop and there's, you know, yeah. Mm. And they're so inspired. Shout and, out and filled with creativity. Shout out to the magic. Should we get into a bit of that now? Yeah. Is, is there any other surprises to talk about? 
But again, I just want to say it's too early for people to be writing off teams or to be getting too excited. Like people are crazy. I think Trey Young being that good for me is a surprise, but I was a Trey Young hater, and I think it's just because I'm prejudiced against his um, the way he looks and the way he talks. I genuinely think that's it. Well, can I just say so the Pelicans Nets game I went to. It is funny how just like you can kind of. I always thought it was weird how scouts always had to like go like would go around to games live. But it is, I, I can get it now. Like, at a live game, you do just, like, you can just see things so much clearer, I think, than on TV. Like, Lonzo Ball was taking the piss with, like, how cool he was trying to look on the court and how little, like, you know, trying to make it seem like he just didn't care at all. Like, yeah. he was just running around, like, head down, um, just showing, like, trying to look like he was not trying at all. And then he dribbled down the court at one stage and just twisted his ankle, just dribbling, and then uh, took a few more steps and then just did it again. And then he, he had to sit out the rest of the game. He just sat at the end of the bench in a hoodie with the hood up. Crazy. So weird. Yeah. Well, um, and the other thing I'd say was Frank Jackson, who's a guy I'd never really heard of for the Pelicans. Boy, does he not look like an NBA player. He's like a fan who's just wandered out there. He was like out of shape. What um? And just I don't know who like Frank Jackson is. Like, can you describe? No, neither. Is he white or black? Honestly, I, or, I couldn't hey, really say ethnicity, Asian. but it was almost like Latino vibe, almost. Like he had kind of curly hair. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't know. Could be, could be a um a mix. Okay, and so why? Because yeah. of his body shape, is that why he doesn't look like an NBA player? Because normally, yeah, just everything his st- his style, his body shape, his hair. His face. I was like, "Who's this guy, Jackson?" And, and how has he got through these um, level? Well, did you Google him, or do you still not know? No idea. Because we, because <laughs> I don't know who he is. We're doing a basketball podcast. Most of the listeners won't know who he is. All right, and we're kind of counting on you here to have some information about him. Got nothing. Okay. All right. Well, um, something you better have something about. It's time. Right about that <laughs> time. For the stars to roll on out. Did Kendrick Lamar saying I used to be jealous of Aaron Afalo? Did that curse? Was that like the end of Aaron Afalo's career, kind of thing? Nah. He. I mean, he. He, he just got old. Well, he just ran out of steam. He can't be that old. I reckon he's probably just in his... Like, he should still be playing now, shouldn't he? Uh, I think... Well, well, like, not everyone has, like, the longevity. Yeah, I've, like, a He's 34. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So, like, yeah, he could technically... The thing was, he always struck me... He's quite weird, I think. Like, his Instagram, for a while, I would describe as mental. Yeah, <laughs> it was just weird, um, and he he was very inspired and just like, but it was weird. Um, this was when he second time with the magic, um, so you know give, I think to Kate, have like you a can't long do career, this again. This is Frank Jackson all over again. You've got to give us some like loose rough examples of why Aaron saying. Farlow's Instagram was mental. Well, I can't, he deleted it. I can't look at it or anything. Give, give, what it do you be weird in your mind? What do you actions. remember? Speculate. Okay, there's a photo of um, a real bad selfie of him, and it says, like, my mind is a powerful weapon. <laughs> and then it's the worst selfie of him. And Something like, like that. You're like, if only you had a powerful cell phone camera so you could take a yes. picture of yourself. Um, but, yeah, to have a long career in the NBA, like, you've kind of got to be, like, a pretty good locker room presence and, yeah. you know... And if, if you don't weird, have that, if you're a weird guy, yeah, okay. Um, not that I, you know, I have a lot of love for Aaron Aflawa. You Used to be jealous of him. No, Kendrick Lamar did. I was, I was never jealous. I was a bit jealous. Were you not jealous of an NBA player? No, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. Would you not rather be in the NBA? No. There's a lot. <laughs> you gotta love. You gotta love your. You gotta love your life. You do. I learned that from a J. Cole song. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you see that a bit like me, like you know how I can't say words, like um, Murray. Um, you said J. Cole. J. Cole. J. Cole. J. Cole. J. Cole. Anyway, um, the magic. 
They're um, great at defense, shocking at offense. You, you, yeah, you've kind of pinpointed what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> so we are holding teams to a second best in the league, 98 points a game, which is uh, compared with the Pelicans, who are the worst, are giving up 124 points a game. But the issue is we're, we're holding teams to 98, but we're only scoring 93, the worst in the NBA. Worst? Uh, well, currently, again, it's, we've played seven games. But we can't break up. We haven't broken a hundred points once. Uh, we That's can't. Unbelievable. We can't. Just can't put the ball into the hoop is yeah. the issue. Uh, and someone did it. I was trying to find the stat just before. There was some sort of stat that's like basically just saying the Magic and missing are the worst at just hitting open shots, which makes me think it's like not so much the offense. You know, we just can't shoot right now. Yeah. And it's not. It's not every because you could just say, oh, no one can shoot. But it's like. There are shooters on our team, but like Terence Ross just can't buy a basket. Nick Vucevic can't buy a basket. Fournier can't buy a basket. These guys, are, I mean, I know that's only three guys, but we do have three guys who can shoot who can't shoot at the moment. And I think it will come right, and I think the Magic will go on a run. So a lot of pandemonium and Magic fans right now, but I'm saying calm. No, it's a tricky one because... Um, the Magic kind of become my second team, and I've got this weird relationship with them. When they, when they're doing well, I hate them because mm. I just don't think those players. I don't think that guy. Um, I don't think Vucevic and Fournier well, and Aaron Gordon deserve. I agree any, with you that shine. Aaron Gordon's never going to be like the star of a team, and I think a lot of people think he he can be. The thing is, he's still way younger than you think he is. Like he's like twenty three or something. Yeah, I know, but but you've been saying this for four years. It's like he's got to start now. I think no, he... no, but I don't think he's ever going to be a star. But I think he's no. a solid piece. No, 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 yeah, but he, but with his pay as well now, he needs to be like the second second piece, which is quite. I don't think he can be that even. But just my point is, is like, I don't think they deserve the money and the recognition they get as NBA players. And I think the art. Artific- I mean, last year they were okay, but. My my theory was that they they got um, they get propped up by the Eastern Conference and they're going to make the playoffs this year. Who's this? The Magic. Okay, they, rude. They're going to make the playoffs because the East is shocking. Like it really is the pits. There's four. There's two contenders. Five. Oh, the Heat came out of nowhere. Five good teams, and then three positions are going to be fought, filled by garbage teams. And the Magic are probably going to be one of those. But what I'm interested in is they do have Isaac, right? Isaac, no? Jonathan Isaac, yeah. He's Beat. the he's the future. Like like I was hearing um, an the expert, future. an expert. He's the future, um, which is the um, which is what they called Nikola Vucevic for a couple of years. The future until no, they didn't. Um, he's not the future <laughs> of anything. Um, so I heard a rumor. I heard an expert saying that he could be. Like the same level as um, man, it's weird how I can't remember famous NBA All Stars names. Like it'd be really important for a podcast. Um, he's the center for the Utah Jazz, and he his name is Rudy Gobert. Rudy, thank you, Paul. That's why you're on the mm-hmm. podcast, mate. I knew you were here for a reason. Rudy Gobert is bloody like uh, a defensive powerhouse. People are saying that no matter what team you put him on, they'll be a top five. NBA defense, just based on him mm. pretty much alone. Like, you've got to try, obviously, but his rim protection is so good. And the rumors are that Jonathan Isaac is developing into that player, which is exciting. Okay, that's I find that a weird thing to hear because as a Magic fan, we're hoping Mo Bamba becomes that. Yeah. But Jonathan Isaac is a defensive beast, but you what, know he's what, not as big as Rudy Gobert. What I'm hearing from the same... Well, maybe he's more like versatile and can like defend on the perimeter, like Kawhi. Right. Yeah, it's a yeah. Comparison. Okay. Well, what I also heard from these experts is that Mo Bamba is looking bad and looking like a bust. I disagree. I still, I'm still thinking. I'm still seeing Rudy Gobert with an outside shot for Mo Bamba, and uh, I think it's just too early. He hasn't played much. He he had an injured rookie season. Uh, the thing people question is his motor, and they say like it just doesn't look like he's trying that hard out there, which is slightly concerning, but I think he's going to come right. He's got a great attitude, and he's very smart, and those two things, I think, with his body, he's going to be all right. Sky's the limit. Um, but also, I don't, I don't think Aaron... Back to you were saying Aaron Gordon's contract's too big. 
I don't think it is. Like this year, he gets nineteen point eight million. Yeah. But it actually, what Magic keep doing, which is I think pretty clever, is they're like top loading their contracts. Yeah. So in two years, it drops. To, next year, it's eighteen, and then in two years, Aaron Gordon's only getting sixteen million, which I don't think is that bad. It's pretty funny because normally an NBA team, and don't get me wrong, this is where they get into trouble. I agree with you. That is great to have decreasing contracts and makes them more mm. tradable as well. But and and make gives them more space in two years' time. But it's hilarious because normally you you stack them, especially for a young player. That's what you do for an old player. For a young player, you stack them the other way because you expect them to get better every year, improve every year, and then get motivated by the money, the increased money they're getting every year. And it's like they're expecting him to fail. Uh, no, because it's like the overall sum is the same, but it's yeah. just. But they're saying what they're, what they're saying is, look, mate. We've got no. a lot of space now and a, and a lot of money because we're going nowhere. So we'll give you a big chunk now. But back in a few years when we, we're trying to get good and we're trying to attract a big free agent, we're going to want less of you around. So um, we're going to pay no. you less. No. How's he going to feel in two years' time when he's earning less money? How would you feel if your job if you got paid less every year? No, I just think you don't look at it like that. You're saying I'm getting this amount. Yeah, no. For obviously, four we years. all wish we were. We all, and that's what his manager will tell him as well. We all wish we were these amazing people who could deal with life that way. But the truth, I'm okay. I'll give you an example for me. I used to work in commercial radio, and I got mm. paid a lot more than I do now, doing um, being an NBA podcaster slash unemployed person. And mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to take. I literally got half the money, and the next year when I took a, like a 50% pay cut, it was like brutal. And it was like, you do put, you do without knowing it, you do put value into what you're getting paid for something. Like, for example, if you're doing two gigs, mm. there's other aspects as well. Don't get me wrong. Like, so from a comedy perspective, say you got two gigs and one is paying $3,000 and one is paying $30. Just f- for whatever reason, the $3,000 one is going to feel bigger and better and more important, even if all the other factors were the same, the room, the venue was the same. There's other mm-hmm. factors that come in, like who you perform, if you're performing in front of your peers or there's reviewers or people who are important in the audience and something like that. That changes the, the dynamic. But if, if all the factors were the same, like the money is, a, is something in the back of your mind, I reckon. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what I do you guess. think the Magic should do going forward? Like, do you think it's time to look at trades or do you think just stick with no, it and make no, the no. seventh or eighth? I, I think it's, I, again, I think they're going to come right. They're just, one of these games they're going to click, make some shots and that's, they just need that once and then once they see some shots go in, I think we'll be fine. Uh, but what, but, but and, and it's, again, it's very uh, promising that we're still staying in games despite just not being able to score at all. Yeah. Or like as a testament to the defense and effort. The other thing that I've just seen, which is kind of interesting, yeah. is despite uh, a losing record, a, like a pretty bad two and five record, yeah, we're actually uh, one um, eighth in plus minus, like just points differential. I think uh, we're actually a positive on that five point yeah. one, which is kind of interesting. It is, but... Um, like, when we lose, we lose narrowly, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's because you're, like, grinding out these 90-point games, which uh, back 10 years ago would have been, like, 70-point games because the NBA has changed so much. But, um, mm. yeah, I, I'm sorry to be... Uh, the Magic are, like, my second team now. I do take, like, a, a big interest because we talk about it every week and stuff like that. And it's mm. bad because I don't mean to come in real negative, but I do that every week. Also, Markel is back... And he is going to get better and better this year. Like he's he's starting. Yeah, that's crazy. I genuinely was one of the people because a lot of people on on Magic Online community were uh, the the M M O C the Magic Online community. Yeah, they uh they were saying like, do you think Isaac um sorry Faults will start sometime this year? Yeah, and I was definitely one of the people who was like, no, I definitely don't think so. Like yeah. um DJ is going to be the starter. So it's crazy that like a few games in, he's starting. Yeah, but is that part of the problem as well, right? Because the Magic success last year were based around like the um, great offensive play from two players, Vucevic, who's taken a step back with a big contract, and mm-hmm. DJ Augustine, who, as you talked uh, about all year, played out of his wh- skin and had a career mm-hmm. year. Yeah, well, I really like DJ Augustine. And, I think he's a great And now they've benched guard, him, but... and he's he's one of their few th- shooters. So now they start the game with a point mm. guard who can't shoot, 
uh, what what position yeah, but, does Gordon play? But it's, it's one of the, I think one of the he issues was almost that our second unit was really. I think people put too much. I know that I was just doing it, but like, there's always so much. It's such a big deal about starting five kind of thing. Yeah. But like our second unit was essentially faults, who's you know so far not being renowned for outside shooting. Yeah. Michael Carter Williams, famously not an outside shooter. Yeah. Uh, Mo Bamba, who I actually think is going to be a, a good outside shooter. Uh, then Alfred Camino, yeah, he can shoot. Um, Terence Ross, great shooter, but still, it was like. You know, it was maybe a little lacking opposed to the starting five where it's like Vooch and Fournier and, it's pretty, and Isaac can shoot. It's pretty amazing that NBA players get to the... I know I know, Fultz is a, is a weird exception and not... But like, it's weird when NBA players are really bad shooters. Like, You think if you're spending your whole life trying to get to the NBA, you'd spend a lot of time shooting. I guess just some people have an eye and some people don't. Mm. And I guess, I guess, I guess if you're a, an athletic freak, you're going to make it to the NBA... We, regardless of not but it's interesting to see guys like Joel Embiid and Pascal Siakam who picked up Basel later in life just becoming yeah. awesome shooters in like five years and yeah um and, and then well, some Siakam guys got good at, at shooting in like a couple of months it seems but even if you've got an ugly action it's like you can still like just learn a shot like say it's the corner three or top of the you know three off the pick and roll or so, I don't mm. know like anyway um, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm rambling now. We should probably uh, wrap this bad boy up. Do you have anything else that's pressing you want to talk about, or should we uh, take a take it home? I don't think so. We wanted to apologize because we we did go to the the NBA Experience in Orlando, Florida, and we, we did promise maybe a week or two that. ago that we were going to talk about it next week. Yeah, we haven't talked about it, but next week I think we will. We're going to remember what we did at the NBA. We, we experienced the NBA. Mm. It was it was. Uh, Oh, yeah. Well, don't spoil it. Okay. We also went to some other NBA and Orlando Magic locations in Orlando, (laughs) home of the Magic. We experienced uh, everything Orlando had to offer, which was very little in the way of offerings. Um, Thank you so much to everyone. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. Um, Thank you to everyone who listened to the podcast. We love you. Guyimportgmail.com if you um, have Googled some of the things we didn't know and uh, can email it through. And you want to send an email that you won't read? I might. Okay. I've started using that email as well as my, um, like, you know, when you go to a hotel and they ask for your email, as my junk email as well. And um, yeah. A, people at hotels laugh at me. And B, um, yeah, that means it's full of a lot of junk. Um, um, yeah. Also, next week, maybe a fantasy forest or a where in the world is Tarbocephalosia. Oh, we Who knows? promised it this week, but we didn't, we didn't do it because... Um, just Google it. No one, no one wants to hear it. Okay. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. I've been Guy Williams. I just don't do that. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.